This is Fan POV Podcast. Welcome, folks, to another episode of Fan POV. Certainly appreciate you tuning in. I am your upcoming week breakdown host, Jake Skeins. Couldn't do it solo. That's why I am happy to have my guy, Doug Finch, with me. Doug, how are we doing today? I'm doing good, man. I'm excited to talk some football. I'm ready to go. As the intro would allude to, we are going to go over and break down the Week 9 games. Attempt to rebound for our 0-2 uh, lock picks from last week. Woof, Doug. I'm not happy about that. Yeah, that still was a rough se- one. Yeah, still 7-3 seven, seven and three in the last five weeks. So, you know, we're not doing terribly bad. So stick with us, guys. You know, Doug and I will write the ship eventually. Starting with new topics, wish we had more to talk about with the trade deadline coming and going as it did today. Feel like per usual, tease us with all the hypotheticals and nothing comes of it. Doug, anything you're disappointed about as far as teams not making any moves, acquiring trades or any uh, at the other end, maybe some teams that should have gotten rid of some people that didn't? Anything come to mind? I think there's a lot of directions we could have gone in, like as far as people not getting rid of people or not acquiring new pieces. I did find it interesting with like the next year's cap woes looming over this year's trade deadline. It just seemed like everyone was too scared to pull the trigger. But the one that really got me was the fact that it seemed like both sides wanted to get a deal done regarding Will Fuller going to the Green Bay Packers, and just nothing ever came of it. It seemed like they were right there at the two-yard line, and Green Bay just didn't pull the trigger, and I think that's really going to come back to bite them in the butt. I think they're going to regret that decision. I think they could have just – maybe they're one – power piece away at the wide receiver position from really being a truly elite elite offense and unlocking the full potential of what we see as like uh the revenge tour of Aaron Rodgers so I was disappointed in that aspect but I kind of had a feeling that not much was going to happen yeah it seems to be the same story every single year I always feel like we always hear all these hypotheticals like oh man what if this person makes this move or this person goes to that place to your point about Will Fuller uh it seemed, from what I heard, it it was a, a split decision with the uh, the front office of Green Bay that basically they didn't want to invest in him, half of them, because, you know, he is injury prone. Uh, I was kind of surprised by that, to be honest. I mean, there's, there's a hundred other people we could talk about. You know, there's a lot of rumors about maybe even my Cowboys moving off to Marcus Lawrence. They didn't do that. Uh, even Amari Cooper is supposed to be on the trade block for at one point. Um, I just, it, yeah, it just seems like it's just such a tease anymore. I, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's just annoying, to be honest. You know, that's the one thing I will say is like, I was actually kind of surprised that Dallas didn't panic here. And I'm, if I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm glad they didn't. I mean, coming into this year, a lot of people thought they got the Cowboys could contend, not just for a playoff spot, but to actually move advance in the playoffs, right? And I get it. They had a lackluster start, but that defense looks like it's starting to play a little bit better. I mean, what can you say? You have Ben DiNucci out there running for his life. Like this team is injured everywhere. I don't think that they should sell. I think they should hold on to what they have. I think first and foremost, what they need to do is find a legitimate coaching staff to coach this team, but they have the talent everywhere. Let Dak come back healthy next year. Maybe reload in a couple key spots, maybe move one key player here or there. But they don't need to break this thing down to its core. Look how bad the NFC East is, man. A couple tweaks, and this team could be a really, really viable option moving forward in the future. I would agree. Um, I'm more looking at the cap. You know, you got Demarcus Lawrence, you have Zeke, you have 
uh, Amari Cooper, between the three of them, that's $290 million, you know, overall, as far as the cap space goes and the life of their contracts. But I digress, you know, nothing happened. So unfortunately, nothing to report on. So uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and get right into the games. We actually have a fantastic Thursday night game, in my opinion. Maybe not fantastic, you know, this time last year, you know, rematch of the NFC Championship game. Got the Green Bay Packers going to San Francisco. Green Bay opened, it opened at a pick but now Green Bay is now looking at a minus five and a half point favor. This is also because Jimmy Garoppolo is not playing. Uh, they also, George Kittle will, will not be playing as well. I think that's where this line move came from. Mostert out, yeah. Coleman out. Laundry list of it, honestly. Yeah, I mean, the defense, all the guys that they lost for the year, obviously. But, yeah, I mean, this team is decimated. So what do you think? Uh, what do you think about this? I mean, Green Bay coming off the loss to Minnesota, I would say the Minnesota Devlin Cooks because I mean that man single handedly just wrecked Green Bay on Sunday. I was kind of taken back by that, but uh, can San Francisco put a put a run game together like uh, Minnesota did, and uh, or is this just Aaron Rodgers coming out and just balling out? So to me, the narratives in this one are kind of a wash. You got Green Bay coming into a bounce back spot getting embarrassed in a game they should have won last week letting delvin cook do what they did to that defense but at the same time you have the green bay packers on a short week traveling across country i guess not across country but you know not a Midway. not an easy trip to make to the west coast you know it's not like it's just a hour plane ride we're talking two time zones they got to travel right so i mean going to san francisco for a night game shortened weeks i think that's kind of a wash but what i will say is this this 49ers team is just undermanned. Nick Mullins is going to be at quarterback for a while. You got Jamichael Hasty at running back. I mean, I just don't see them being able to put up enough points to stay with this Green Bay team. I like Green Bay minus five and a half in a bounce back spot here. I think Aaron Rodgers has a really nice night and leads his team to a pretty sizable victory. Yeah, I agree with you. I actually, being the smart man that I am, I actually got them at minus two and a half a couple days ago. Thank you, Michael Vogelpohl, for that one. Uh, five and a half, though, yeah, I agree. I just think that there's not enough on San Francisco to keep up with them, especially with Nick Mullins. Like you said, like, you know, for, for however long he starts, you know. I heard it could be up to eight weeks. Ooh. Eight weeks of starting? I was thinking more so like yeah, C.J. Beathard would be coming in. They're saying, yeah, I guess that is true. I think Mullins is better than Beathard, but I digress. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like uh, choose your own poison, I guess, in that situation. Yeah, that's that's not a that's not something I'm willing to plant my flag on. That's no John Ross. <laughs> you know what I mean? Outstanding, <laughs> outstanding. Uh, yeah, I'll go with uh, Green Bay minus five and a half. I don't like that it got that big that quick, but you know, such is life. It is what it is. Uh, it might be public perception, but at the same time. Public can be right every once in a blue moon. One o'clock games on Sunday. I actually like this one. This one would be interesting to watch, in my opinion. You got Seattle going to Buffalo. Seattle is a minus three favor on the road. That ten so, that ten a.m. body clock time is. I always love to bring up with the West Coast team going to East Coast. What you got? So I have a feeling I know which way you're going to lean, but I want to hear your take because I have a side I really like in this one as well. Honestly, I haven't decided yet. Um, Let's hear what you got to say. So for me, this is an easy Seattle minus three. If you ask me, Seattle's the better team. 
They're going up against a defense that can't stop them, which goes right along with what they're known for, not being able to stop anybody. So what it comes down to me is who's going to have the better quarterback play, and I think we all know that's Russell Wilson. But but the major factor that leans this to me, Seattle minus three, is Buffalo came off of their Super Bowl last week, and New England made them work for it. I mean, Buffalo hasn't beat New England and took a stranglehold over this division and I don't know how long, you know, they circled that game on the calendar. Like we have to beat the Patriots. We have to send the message. The AFC East is ours. A one o'clock game on a Sunday in Seattle. I mean, that doesn't sound very glamorous. Seattle minus three is my side here. And I like this one a lot. Well, it's in Buffalo, but I know what you're, what you meant. Um, uh, my bad. No, you're good. My, my bad, my bad, my bad. In Buffalo, even worse. That, yeah, that sounds even more glamorous than in Seattle, huh? Yeah, no doubt, especially at the one o'clock slot or slate. You know, the thing about Buffalo to me is they they've digressed so so much uh, since last year in their defense. You know, they had the the shutdown corners going on last year. Uh, to me, like the fact that they're twenty third in DVOA defensive ranking, like they were number eight last year. So I just don't know what they got going on. I agree with you that you know, obviously at the end of the day. I mean, there's not too many quarterbacks I would take over Russell Wilson, to be honest. So, like, you comparing Josh Allen to him, I mean, it's like, eh. It's like, you know, a layup in, in basketball, I suppose, saying that. But so, uh, go on. So this is not a tangent I, I really want to get into, like, too big. But this kind of goes to my thought process when I tell you, like, year-to-year variance is just – it's uh, it, you can't control it in the NFL. And here's why. I don't know that – They are. Buffalo's defense is worse than it was last year. But I don't know if that's in part due to the fact that their offense is better. So they're putting the defense on the field more. If you score, obviously the other team gets the ball. The more you're on the field, the more tired you are, the more variance there is, the more plays cannot go your way. You know what I'm saying? So, like, is it really that Buffalo is all that much worse or are they just on the field more? Like, I think there's give and takes to every scenario. And, I mean, this is just a – this is just the other half of your offense performing well. Well, I'll say this. If, if your offense is doing well, you you would think you have a balance between running and passing, which Buffalo does not have. Because if you're running the ball a lot, you would control the, the, the time of possession, all that. Um, Buffalo is not doing so hot in that in that category as far as uh, rushing. They're only at, what are they, 25th in the league in rushing offense. You know, that's even with Zach Moss coming back last week and looking like a stud. Uh, you're right. They're not control. They're not controlling the ball as far as time of possession, which to your point, they are putting their defense on the field a lot more. I just think that, man, I, they have just looked so much different. Like if you look at them in the first three weeks compared to the last three weeks, I mean, I understand we're right. at week nine, but just, just in comparison, like it's just – it's like almost like a I don't know like a union. nine day team yeah sure. yeah I mean seriously like I don't I don't understand like what what has regressed with them but yeah I'm gonna man I hate that 10 a.m. body clock time I want to still take Seattle but I'm not I'm not put like you said I'm I'm not dying on that hill but yeah at the end of the day Russell Wilson Metcalf's looking awesome uh, Lock is looking awesome I just yeah I. I can't see Buffalo keeping up with them at the end of the day. Next game on the docket, we got the Denver Broncos coming back and winning that game against the Chargers, which to me, we can dive into that a little bit more too. That that was such a surprise to me. Uh, they're going to Atlanta. Atlanta's off a bye. 
Uh, Atlanta is a three and a half point favorite at home. Four in some spots. We'll say we'll 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 go with four. Atlanta's minus four favors at home against Denver. Again, another West Coast team going to East Coast. One or ten a.m. body clock time. What do you think about this? Like, I, I was impressed. I, I know I asked you what you think about this, but I want to talk. I was impressed by Denver, but coming back against uh, the Chargers like they did last week, I I remember seeing the score being twenty four to three and kind of just dozing off on it, watching other games, and the next thing I know, I see thirty one to thirty. I had to re I had to reset my DirecTV because I thought it was uh, it was lagging or something was going on because I I couldn't believe that that that, that happened. Right. I mean, I thought it was pretty impressive. Like, yeah, they came back. But at the end of the day, they came back on another bad team. I don't know why we're so ready to crown the Chargers. I get it. I mean, Herbert's playing great. Don't get me wrong. But they have two wins. I mean, let's, let's not act like they're some good team. They're two and five. I don't get – that's why I just don't get the infatuation with the books on the Chargers. They just love the Chargers. Even I know they covered against the Jags when we had a $20 bet on it. I understand that. But – they backdoor covered even that. I just don't think they're a very good team, so that doesn't impress me all that much. I am, even after saying all that, I'm going to take Denver just off the simple fact that it's two bad teams. Them and Atlanta are both they're both bad teams. Let's just say it how it is. They're bad teams, so I'll take the bad team getting the points, and it's as simple as that for me. I know they're traveling cross country, but I mean, when you're standing across from Atlanta, it's not like you're shaking in your boots. So true. What do you think about uh, Drew Locke? Do you think he's the uh, end-all, be-all? Should they stick with him? Is he shown enough in the last You're couple? just trying to bait me into telling the story. So last week, I texted Jake when they're down. What were they down? 24-3, to right? Yeah. I texted me, I think I think it's it's done for for Drew Locke. I think it's officially, we can officially call it on his career. Like, I know he's not going to get benched or anything, but I think his time as a starting quarterback is over with. And then he leads him to three straight touchdown drives. He had three TDs in the game, and he looked pretty good. He's just too inconsistent for me, man. I don't I don't think that he's anything that special. He doesn't have a crazy talented arm. He doesn't seem to be like a crazy great leader. He has nothing that really stands out to me. He's okay, kind of mobile. He's one of those guys that in college was able to get himself out of a little bit more trouble due to the lack of athleticism. I don't I just don't think he's anything all that special. He has flashes. His NFL arm, don't get me wrong, he's a great backup. I don't know that he's a starter, though. So do you think they go on after the season to find somebody else, or are they going to stick I with I mean, it, de- it It depends on who's on the board right? as far as rookies go. It's so hard to sell right now. I have now. a feeling they're not going to – I don't think they're going to be picking high enough to get either of the top two or three rookies. I mean, depending on where Trey Lance comes into the conversation. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It depends on how, how high they're picking. I could see them going and getting someone like Matt Ryan, though. I mean, somebody that could come in there veteran-wise and fill the void. I mean, they've tried to do it a couple times. They did it with Peyton, and they tried to have success doing it with Flacco. And, I mean, Flacco's no Peyton, so that inevitably didn't work out. But I could see them going and getting someone like maybe Matt Ryan or Stafford, somebody like that. What do you think about this over-under? It's at 50 right now with Atlanta and Denver. I kind of looking at that like I think that will hit real easy easily over yeah over 50 absolutely yeah probably 50 is a key number right now when it comes to over-unders probably i mean here's the only problem with taking the over in, on atlanta games i mean you can go look at you can go look at all their games i mean you can go back and 
I'm sure to find the numbers, but if you look at them, the over-under in their games are always fairly high because they put up points. They start off the year, what, 38-25 loss to Seattle. I mean, that's almost 60 points, but that is 60 points. And they have the 40-39 game to Dallas, another big score game, and then the big one against the Bears. But since then, they put up 16 against the Packers, 16 against the Panthers. They put up 40 against the Vikings, and then they put up 22 against the Lions, like only 25 last week against the Panthers. They don't really hold up their end of the bargain on offense all that much. They did to start the year, but since then, they've just been so lackluster as a team. Like, you would have thought that the Panthers game should have easily hit 50 points last week, and yeah, but they struggled to hit 40. Well, Atlanta did get their 25, so, I mean, that would have been their their fair share. I think that's more on Carolina. Yeah, I said they were on a bye. They were actually off the uh, Thursday night game. That's my fault. Yeah, 10-day. Rest, same difference, Spot. right? We'll go with that. Right. Same, I mean, same difference, right? What's your what's your what's your side in this one? What do you like? Ooh, I'm taking Atlanta, man. I'm sorry. Uh, I just think that, oh, man, I can't, dude. I hate saying it. I hate taking Atlanta. How many times they burned yeah, us? You and me both. You and me both. Yeah, I'm not such as a ten foot pole, but I mean, I'm taking Atlanta. I just think after the ten day rest, or in my head, they're bye week. Uh, Especially being in, in, in Atlanta, 10, 10 a.m. body clock time for Denver. I mean, they pulled that win out of their rear ends last week. The reason you were texting me about Drew Locke being done is because I had texted you and said, I watched one series of the Broncos and Drew Locke rolled back or, you know, dropped back three separate times and was sacked all three times when he went, you know, against the, the Chargers. I just, not that Atlanta's got a great pass rush, but it was such an anomaly. Like I, I, I don't know what to think about that team, man. Right. But yeah, I'm taking Atlanta. Right. Let's move on from this one. This is just a terrible game altogether. Yeah, a game I really probably won't have my eyes on. Truth be told, you're not lying about that. So next game on the docket as we move on because we're not going to be watching this one. Chicago off their overtime loss to the Saints are heading to Tennessee. Tennessee also burnt me on my uh, lock of the week last week. Aichi Bow Wow. Man, they look so bad. They look really bad. But Tennessee is a five and a half point favor at home against Chicago. I mean, man, I'll start with this because Tennessee, man, it's my first lock that I missed in the last five weeks. And they look bad. I watched that whole entire game. Joe Burrow has been sacked the most of any quarterback in the league so far at 29 sacks. That number stayed at 29 because Tennessee did not sack him one time. Joe Burrow had his a field day. They have no pass rush whatsoever. I know Mikey P loves uh, Clowney, but uh, sorry, Mike. He, he's a bum. He's not doing anything. I couldn't believe how how lackluster they were in putting pressure on, on Burrow. So I, I don't even know that they can do it to Foles. And if you get Foles time, I, I don't know that I don't take Chicago in this one, to be honest. I mean – this is the perfect Tennessee bounce back spot, right, though? I thought the same thing last week, though. Uh, yeah, but no, no, that's different. They put up a good fight against the Steelers. They looked well. It wasn't like their stock went way down. This is a game where they looked terrible. They looked bad last week. Like, they put all their effort into Pittsburgh. This is the perfect Tennessee bounce back spot. Give me Tennessee minus five and a half. I mean, this is typical betting one one They looked absolutely terrible next, last week. Nobody wants Tennessee this week. Let's not act like Chicago's good either, but that's not a bounce back spot. They're just a bad football team. I mean, Chicago. I like Tennessee minus five and a half a lot. Actually, you know what? Give me Tennessee minus five and a half as my best bet. 
That's your lock? I'm with that. Yep, I'm going to go with Tennessee minus five and a half. It's my lock. Let's do it. Fair enough. Uh, man, you know I hate going against you on your locks, but this might be our $20 bet. Last time I, I did you it. you won 20 off me last week going against my lock, so. I was just going to say it, but I, I always feel bad doing it. So we'll keep this one in mind because, honestly, I think Chicago – can't keep within that i too just tennessee man like maybe yeah you're right it's probably just public perception on my aspect because they burnt me and i'm i'm a little vindictive about it but believe me they burnt me too man they burnt me good yeah they burnt they burned us both buddy um one o'clock game detroit lions going to minnesota minnesota the the Minnesota Dalvin Cooks looking phenomenal last week. You know when you have a, a one individual player has 212 total yards by himself, basically keeping the ball out of Kirk Cousins' hand, which obviously worked out very well. Detroit, man, they looked good for about the first half of the game against Indianapolis, but then inevitably lost. You know, almost double. You know, double their score, 41-21. Minnesota is a minus four favorite at home against the Lions. Do they keep that momentum going with Dalvin Cook, or uh, you think Matt Patricia and company can queue up on that and uh, maybe stop him from running and put the ball in Kirk Cousins' hand? I got a better question. Do we have to talk about this game? <laughs> Seriously, right? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, just when I started to believe in the whole Matt Stafford hype in Detroit, he looked good for a couple weeks in a row. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take Detroit. Uh, last week and man they look terrible in the second half they just look lost they're not i mean they're they are what they what their coach is they are they embody matt patricia like he's just a joke of a coach um at the same time though i don't know that i want to lay points with minnesota i mean they're another bad football team yeah they look good last week against green bay but some would argue that was their super bowl i mean they know they're not making the playoffs right uh you don't think so no, I don't think so. I mean, I guess they could. What are they, they sitting at right now? What? They five hundred right now. My no, bad. They're three and four. No, they're two and five. They're two and five. Minnesota's not making the playoffs. What did I say? Three and four. What was I thinking? Oh yeah, yeah. they're they, two and five. You're right. They're not making the playoffs. I was thinking three and four because they should have beat Tennessee. The that you know what, what was that week three, week four when they lost in the very yeah. They're out of the playoff running. Last week was kind of their Super Bowl. I'm gonna take Detroit uh, plus the points. I don't mind that. Yeah, give me Detroit plus the points. Give me Detroit plus the four. Now, see, I'm going to go the opposite. I think Minnesota found their found their little mojo, their their momentum. I'm taking them to beat Detroit. I just, man, Detroit, they just seem to like, they find different ways to lose every single week almost. Like, even worse than Atlanta, but... I'm taking Minnesota with the minus four. I think Delvin Cook's going to ball out again. They have no chance of stopping the run in Detroit. They have nobody on – I don't think they have Can any – you go for the 20 on this one? I mean, we already got two games back-to-back that we already talking about having 20 on. I think this one fits better. We don't have to go against the best bet. We can just – That way I don't – like this one. Yeah, that way I don't jinx you. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. All right. I don't, so I don't like that. We still got a lot of games going, my friend. Let's see what for else sure, we got. Sure. But for sure. Definitely those two on the docket. Uh, one o'clock game. Baltimore. Against the Indianapolis Colts, Baltimore is a minus two and a half point favor going to Indy after that loss to Pittsburgh, which, man, again, I keep saying man, 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 man. Is it just me or Lamar just doesn't know how to throw the damn ball? I think he single-handedly lost that game against uh, Pittsburgh, to be honest. I was explaining this to somebody else. Like, 
we didn't see the real Lamar Jackson last year. It was inevitable that this the efficiency that this offense ran with last year, just in general, the whole offense, not just running or passing, the way they ran the offense last year, the efficiency in which they did it with was impossible to keep up. They were, I mean, they were nearly running for six and a half a clip last year, which kept the defense completely on their heels. The defense didn't know how to defend against a team like this. They hadn't seen a team like this maybe ever where you had to stack the box, but the quarterback could pull the ball and run. I think they figured it out a little bit, which is causing Lamar to have to actually drop back, make reads, and and pass the ball. I'm not worried about him in the sense that I don't think it's going to work out at least somewhat, but it's it's an adjustment for him. You know what I mean? He's not a natural thrower of the football. I know people love to go out there and say, oh, see, he proved you wrong last year. Like, no. He played on the offense where everybody was so scared of the run that he was starting to open receivers. Like, I'm not saying Lamar is good or bad. I'm still – the jury's still out on him. He's obviously a good football player. Is he a great quarterback? I don't know. He's a good athlete. Um, Well, I don't even want to pigeonhole him into that because, I mean, I'd gladly take him running my offense in New York. Yeah, no offense. I just don't know if that he is, like, sustainable MVP talent. You know what I'm saying? So – but – he, he has lost a little bit, but I'll even just keep it going right on into this game. We had actually talked. We don't always talk about what our best bets are going to be, but this week we did, and I told you Baltimore minus two and a half. I switched it up on the fly because I actually really like that Tennessee number, but, man, Baltimore minus two and a half seems like an almost like a lock to me. Like it's easy. Baltimore got, got a beat up last week against Pittsburgh in a game they were favored in. This seems like another nice bounce back spot. I think they they easily can work this Indianapolis defense. This Indianapolis defense is so just basic. Just keep everything in front of you. I think Baltimore just wears on them and ends up beating them by more than two and a half. I just think Mike Tomlin said it best. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said that they had no concerns about Lamar throwing the ball, so that's why they kept their linebackers in. They weren't Trying right. to pressure on the run and everything like that. And I, I think it's so true. Pittsburgh has the perfect defense to also stop this offense and the fact that their linebackers are so athletic, man. They're they just so have, athletic. They just have a solid defense in general, obviously. I mean, yeah, I guess, their defense is so nice. I mean, obviously, that's why they're the only undefeated team. But uh, Indianapolis, um, Philip Rivers has actually been looking pretty decent the last couple of weeks. He hasn't been turning Don't the ball say over. That. Do he not hasn't, say that. He has not been turning the ball over. They still have a great offensive line. Here's my thing, too. So, question for you, actually. Why was Jonathan Taylor taken out of the game as far as running back in the second half? Is there something else? He's bad. He's been terrible. Yeah, he is. Uh, he had, what, 11 rushes for 22 yards? Like He looks like exactly what he is a guy that got way too many carries in college and just got beat up on. He doesn't look like he has fresh legs. He looks so slow out there. He does not look like the four four two that he ran at the combine, that's for sure. Well yeah, it's easy to do when you don't have pads on and nobody's trying to that combined with I like I said, I I've never really watched like running back tape. I don't really know. So I know my way around wide receiver tape, quarterback tape a little bit if I watch it, but I don't know anything about running back tape. I really don't know what they're looking for as far as vision. I mean obviously they're trying to hit the hole or what or whatever. But the way I watched the video and it was explained to me that his he's just lacking vision to hit holes that he needs to. He's not seeing things combined with the fact that he's playing really slow right now. It's just not a good combo. Yeah, I was going to say, I was, I was kind of surprised that he was benched. Like, obviously. I also, so I don't know if you saw this, Philip Rivers had a post-game interview with whatever network that game was on. And he let it slip that Jonathan Taylor's banged up. Like he's injured? 
Yeah, he was like, uh, he said like um, something along the lines of like, yeah, you know, Jordan Wilkins and Naeem Hines really picked it up. You know, Jonathan's banged up, so it was nice to see that. Something like that. I, I saw the video. I can't, I mean, I'm not quoting him verbatim, but literally very similar to what I just said. This just in, Doug Finch says that Jonathan Taylor is injured and will not be playing for the rest <laughs> of the season. Yeah, right. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, he did let that slip up. Yeah, I'm going to go with Baltimore too. I agree. I think it's a bounce back spot for him. Uh, that defense is pretty solid. Uh, Philip Rivers, even though I just said he hasn't been turning the ball over, he hasn't really been playing anybody. Again, back to Detroit not having anything on defense. You know, anybody can look good against that. Right. Baltimore needs to come back on this game. I mean, seriously, they they beat up on they beat up on the average to subpar teams, and obviously when they play teams like Kansas City or you know Pittsburgh. Clearly, there are two losses. They don't show up, but this is a game for Baltimore to come back in. That's another team as far as uh, trade deadlines. I, I was surprised they didn't make a move on a, a receiver themselves. Uh, I thought about that as well, but <clears throat> I don't know if it's – a receiver right now just doesn't seem like a good investment for this team. It's not like Hollywood, Hollywood Brown's not out there creating separation. It's just Lamar is frantic in the pocket right now. A wide receiver really isn't going to change things, I don't think, as far as that goes. Yeah, I mean, if anything, though, that's probably – well, the fact that they did lose running uh, Stanley, too, is not going to be inducive <clears throat> to them being successful in the playoffs by any means. And let me just make a quick prediction. Losing Mark Ingram was the best addition by subtraction this team could have had. The fresh legs between Dobbins and Gus Edwards, they just look so much more explosive and quick out there compared to Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram looked terrible this year, and I know they lost that game last week, but Dobbins looked pretty good against a, a really good Steelers defense. So did Gus Edwards. I mean, at the end of the day, I think that's actually addition by subtraction. I think it's going to help this football team out a lot. Yeah, I was going to say that's another move, too. I thought they might have gotten off of uh, Ingram in this trade deadline. but he's just I think they wanted to, but now that he's hurt and on and right. out for like two to three weeks, I don't think they had the chance to. It's a pretty good point. I know Man, something we can talk about real quick. I know we're going to get into this team later. My New York Giants, they kind of got screwed. I heard they wanted to be sellers at the deadline, but something with the way that uh, the Monday Night Football game worked, that if they were to trade people after that, they weren't going to be able to be played in the the next week's game because of the COVID protocol, or maybe it was they were going to be out two weeks because of the COVID protocol. Normally, when you switch teams, you have to go five straight days of uh, negative tests before you even allowed to practice, so most – if you, people who traded for somebody, they won't be eligible to play in the game number one, right? But right. something with them playing Monday night, they weren't able to play a second game or something. So, like, I heard that they want to get rid of a couple guys, but they it was going to be really hard for them to, knowing the rules, the protocol with them playing Monday night and COVID. I, it was something weird like that. But, man, I would not have mind seeing them be sellers at the deadline either. Or that's just what they were saying because no one wanted any of the pieces you guys had. I mean, can you blame them? Seriously. Even though, let's be real. All right, we'll, we'll talk about my Giants here in a little bit. Let's, yep, let's get back there. on track. Yep, next game. Carolina, off that 10-day ten 10-day ten rest, a.k.a. bye, like I said, with Atlanta. Carolina's going to Kansas City. Kansas City, Jimmy D. Jillikers, put it on the Jets last week. Can we believe that they covered that 20.5 points, Brad? I mean, I mean, I wish I could say... I don't believe it, but, wow. but then again, the fact that they run a, a, a fake punt too against them too, that, that was just What about the fact that Mahomes has four touchdowns in that game, right? Darnold has four on the year. Oh, I know. I've seen that too. That's embarrassing. Whew. 
Hey, Chad Henney got his got a, got a little bit of shine too. It's two games. Where does he go? If they draft Lawrence, where does Darnold go? That's a million dollar question, my friend. I've heard Indianapolis to come you want, behind. You know what Rivers. I heard, and I, I love this theory. He goes to Pittsburgh for one more year behind Big Ben. Yeah, I heard that too. That would be pretty awesome. He seems like a Pittsburgh quarterback to me. We're getting so off track right now, my friend. I know, but, I mean, this is a meaningful conversation here. You know what I mean? But, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. My bad. My bad. No, it's our bad. I'm allowing yeah, it, for too. Sure. Carolina at Kansas City. Kansas City is a 10-and-a-half-point favorite against Carolina off their 10-day buy or 10-day rest uh, playing Thursday night football. Kansas City, who is just toying with people or teams, it seems like. Ten and a half, man. I don't see how they don't cover this. If they I want, was just about to say, as big as the number is. <laughs> if they want to, they will. You know what I mean? And that's what I mean about them toying. It's almost like a, a cat playing with like one of their little toys. You know what I mean? Like a little mouse like bouncing around. I just feel like if Kansas City wants to with these teams, like don't get me wrong, they went into the Baltimore game. They took that serious. They took some other games kind of serious too. They just know they're better than these cats. You know what I mean? Like, no pun intended with the Panthers, but I, dude, it would not surprise They could have this covered in the first quarter. Yeah, and they're in just such a lull in their schedule. Like, so after that Buffalo game, that big Buffalo game, right? That got moved to Sunday, didn't it? No, it that was mo- their last. No, that was the Monday night football game. Yeah, it got moved to Monday. It was supposed to be a Thursday well, game, though, right? Correct. And they moved it to Monday. That was their last big, like, major. They were on prime time. They played the Bills, whatever. Since then, they played the Broncos. They knew they were going to kill them. They beat them 43-16. Then the Jets, they knew they were going to kill them. This week, they got the Panthers. Next week, the Raiders on Sunday night. Those are all easy games. Then they go to the Buccaneers. Now, see, I think this team is good. So, this team could just coast through this game. Let's be real. Right. They absolutely could. And that's what I mean. Like, if they really want to, they could could put it on that 10 and a half, like, no problem. what I will say is I won't be touching Carolina for the simple fact that, I mean, I want to live a long, healthy, prosperous life, and I will be sweating my 10.5 that I get with Carolina no matter what the score is. I mean, we've seen Kansas City go down 21 or whatever it was to Houston and come back and cover a big spread. Like in the playoffs a couple of years ago, I mean – you will never feel comfortable betting Carolina, and I won't any point in this game. No, I agree. Um, to your point about the Raiders next week, though, you know that's their one loss for the year, Kansas City. I think they're going to actually – they might even be looking forward to the Raiders over Carolina in this one. And like you said, just goes through it. But, yeah, I'm not – no way I'm putting anybody I mean, in. do we really think Gruden puts up 40 again? No, hell no. That's what it that's what it took to beat him? I don't think so. Right. Yeah. Kansas City, anyway, we don't really have to talk about this too much, man. I just feel like right. I, yeah. I mean, this is gonna closing Regardless, we know who's winning this game. That right. that's what I think it comes down to. I mean, actually I shouldn't say that because we know I mean Carolina could come out and you know, like gangbusters or something. This is the NFL, it's another NFL team they're playing on the other side. But from a betting perspective, I don't think this game offers much. No, and especially when Fair you talk about the only thing I could say is maybe this is Carolina Super Bowl, like you were talking earlier about Minnesota beating uh, yeah, Green but, Bay. But I mean, if we're going to say that, last week was Carolina Super Bowl. Last week put them to four and four. They ended up dropping to three and five. Now they play Kansas City, and then they have another tough, tough game next week. I can't even remember exactly who it is, but they have another tough one. Maybe the Ravens. Is that who it is next week? Whoever it is, they have two losses in a row coming. 
I mean, their season's done for. They needed to beat the Falcons last week, and they didn't. Yeah, they have the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. Like, their season's done for. I don't know that this is really a Super Bowl right. as much as it is okay. Maybe it's time to pack it in. So we got two teams in the AFC South in the next game, both off a of bye. You got the Houston Texans going to Jacksonville. Houston is a minus seven point favor on the road in Jayville. I mean, again, talking about games that you don't really need to talk about. I mean, is there any any highlights in this game or anything you really think? I mean, I'm going to go back to the well with Jacksonville again. They should have covered against the Chargers. Houston's a bad team, just like the Chargers. They do not deserve to be laying seven points, man. The one thing I will say, actually, is Minshew might not play in this game. I'm going to reverse my statement. I for, I totally had a brain fart and forgot that Minshew was not going to play in this. I'll take Houston minus the seven. I don't know anything about Jacksonville's backup. Don't they have, I'll take uh, Houston minus the seven. Isn't it Mike Glennon? I heard that it, the other guy was going to get the start, not Glennon. There's two of them, Glennon and somebody else, but the other one's the one that's going to get the start. Hold on. Let me make sure of this before I uh, start spewing information, but I'm pretty sure Glennon's not going to get the start. But give me some takes on this game while I look this up. Just keep in mind, folks, we worked all night long, and that's why we're having a little couple of brain parts here and there. <laughs> it is it is 6 a.m. right now for us. So Yeah, Jake Lutton is going to get the start, a rookie. I, I don't even know who that is. Yeah, Jake Lutton, rookie quarterback, is the one who's going to get the start. Like, I mean, do we really trust this guy? I'll give me Jackson, or I mean, uh, Houston minus the seven. Yeah, I mean, I'll guess I'll go that route too. I mean, this is definitely not be one of the games I'll be tuning into. I promise you that. Speaking right. of games, speaking of games, I'm not tuning into. Sorry, you got the uh, New York Giants going to Washington. The Washington football team in Landover, Maryland, is a minus three favor against the Giants. Giants coming off a of Monday night. Actually, they they show something. They tried their hardest. I'm telling you, man, and we called it last week too. I told you they were going to cover that 12 and a half point spread. I mean, they damn damn near almost won that game, to be honest. Yeah, man. I mean. They tried their hardest. No, they they play hard for Joe Judge, but I'm just wondering when that's going to run out. Like, it's all fun to rah-rah. We play hard for our coach. But eventually you look at the record of 1-6, 1-7, When does that start to get old? You want to know why people play hard for Belichick? Because they win games. When your coach is practicing you hard and really riding you, eventually, if you're not winning games, it just doesn't work. I don't really like either side in this. What I do like is the under 41 and a half. <laughs> I mean, who, where, where are they going to score? Who's going to score? I was just going to say something about that. You know, you know, Vegas is not ex- exactly excited about this game when they have a 41 and a half over under it. On this I one. mean, really, where, where are the points points going to come from? Oh, I don't know, my friend. Uh, you got the, ex- I mean, you have the exact same guy playing quarterback for each team you have you have daniel jones small hands daniel jones who just cannot i don't i don't know what it is he has plays where he looks so great he has plays where he has a flash and you're like oh yeah okay that kid has the arm he's got the talent look at that then he has plays where he just holds on to the ball and he just passes it over and over he just keeps tapping the ball i don't get it i mean in that game in in that game, they had the two-point conversion to tie it up. If he throws the ball two seconds earlier, it's an easy two-point conversion to score. Instead, he passed it, 
he saddles forward uh, two steps and then he throws it. I, I didn't, I don't get it. Um, I mean, Kyle Allen on the other side is the exact same guy, the baby hands. I mean, the same quarterback, Washington, Washington's defense is significantly better. Probably the only legit unit in this whole game. Um, so I guess I would take Washington minus the three. I probably won't pick a side in this one, but I don't see where the points come from, man. Well, keep in mind, you guys just played them, what, three weeks ago? And it was a yeah, one-point game, right? Yeah, you won 20-19. to 19. Yeah, I know. So that was in New York, so now it's in Washington. Maybe that makes a difference. I don't know. Uh, I just think that there's too much variance in the game as a whole to really call anything. Washington has more to play for. They're one one away from being tied for the division lead. Ugh. Yeah. So sad. They're off a bye too, so I'm going with Washington. I like that pass rush. That is like you said, is one feasible thing to put your head on, I guess, in, in between the right. two of them. It's the only legit unit in the whole game. Yeah, truthfully. So we're on to the four o'clock games. We have the Las Vegas Raiders who just played baseball against the Cleveland Browns last week in that 16-6 game. They are heading to La La Land to play the Chargers. The Chargers opened at a minus three, but they are now down to a minus one and a half. So, I mean, personally, I, I I lightweight like the Raiders in this, in this especially after... So do I. Here's the thing about the Chargers. So they have had... Three games that they were 17 points up on their opponents, okay? And all three of those games, they went, they're 0-3 on them. In the rest of the league, any team that's been up 17 points or more combined, everybody else, 52-4. and four. The Chargers are 0-3 when they're up 17 points. How, like, how does Anthony Lynn still have a job? You know, like, I just don't. I don't get it. I don't understand why he's he's still coaching. I mean, I understand that he can still ride the uh, – well, I'm coaching a, a rookie quarterback. But the rookie quarterback's doing his job. I just don't – this team, like, it's for as good as their defense is, I, I don't understand what's going on. Right. I mean, conventional wisdom says the 4-3 and three Raiders should be favored. But when you really look at it – Point differential for the year. The Raiders are minus 16, even though they're 4-3. and three. The Chargers are only minus 6 on the year. I mean, I don't know. I get the stat about the up 17, but someone's got to explain to me why this Chargers team just keeps laying points. I don't think they're good. Herbert is special, don't get me wrong, but he's still got to go through his rookie growing pains. This team continually gives away leads. Um, I don't know. This is a tough game to call, man. That point differential really gives me hesitancy. Scrolling through point differentials, again, going off on a tangent here, the whole NFC East does not have a single positive point differential, and the NFC West has doesn't have a single point differential that's not more than 35 points positive. Just a fun stat in there. But, uh, yeah, looking at that point differential actually really just gave me a little insight of these teams. I feel like give me give me the Chargers minus the one. I was never – I never have bought into Las Vegas – I thought the Browns would win that game last week, even though every sharp in the world was on Vegas. I just didn't see it. I still don't think they're a great football team. I'll take the Chargers minus the one and a half. Not not really like it, but I'll take it. Yeah, I'll give you that. You know, at least Herbert's going to throw more than 122 yards like uh, Baker did last week. So, At least I Herbert's going to throw it away from the line of scrimmage, unlike Derek Carr. I mean, 
Derek Carr, he has a lot. He's having great success this year, but no one talks about the fact that his average depth of target is similar to Drew Brees. He doesn't throw the ball off the line of scrimmage. It's not what? like this guy is. Yeah, was it it like, yeah, was it like five point eight or something like that? Yeah, like it's terrible. It's all around the line of scrimmage, and they added two big weapons. I know Brian Edwards is hurt, but they added Henry Ruggs, who's supposed to be a field stretcher. I get that anyone who actually watches him knows that that's not really what he was at Bama, but that's what they drafted him for. Clearly, they keep they just keep running the guy on go routes, like, and Carr still hasn't really performed. So yeah, save it with the completion percentage. I don't really care if he's throwing three and four yard out routes. That really doesn't matter to me. You know what I mean, right? Give me no. the Chargers. I'll take the Chargers minus one and a half. Yeah, I'm with that. All right, I'm gonna go with Vegas. Um. I don't know why I'm going with Vegas. Why did so. I not see the point total or the uh, the spread on this next game? I this is my first time seeing this, and I'm uh, flabbergasted. <laughs> do we have to talk about this game? I mean, not really, but we will. We will. Next game is, gosh darn it, the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers are going to, gosh darn it, Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> uh, the Pussykins of the league. Dallas right. Cowboys, minus 13.5 point favors. Pittsburgh is on the road to Dallas. Real quick before I let you get into this, this is all making sense now. Before we got on the air, I saw a tweet come in that said, Pittsburgh is the most expensive DraftKings defense there ever has been. DraftKings and FanDuel. On FanDuel, they're $5,600. Now, I know you don't play a lot of FanDuel, but normally a defense is like at the most, 37, 3,800. They're 5,600. And I'm, I was thinking in my head, who's Pittsburgh playing? Why I was drawing a blank. I couldn't think of it. And now it's all coming together. They're playing Ben DiNucci, maybe Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush, it <laughs> sounds like a Paw Patrol character. Cooper I mean, can Rush. you believe that they signed him off the Giants practice squad to bring him back because he looked that bad last year? That makes me laugh so hard that, A, you caught him already. He goes to the Giants. Giants, who you already pointed out, are one and seven, said, nah, we don't need you. Oh, okay, let's go ahead and sign the guy that was rejected by the one and seven team. Outstanding. I mean, Ben DiNucci, I mean, I don't care who you have behind center, honestly. Like, you could have Russell Wilson. You could have Aaron Rodgers. What good are they if they're getting smoked you know, every other every other drop back because your line is so bad. Right. I, I, I mean, I don't care who's behind there. Like, we're going to get destroyed. Like, this is going to be a bloodbath. And I feel bad for whoever is behind Santa center. I, I seen today that uh, Andy Dalton decided that he was uh, he's too sick or whatever he is uh, to play this game. That's why he's being ruled out for this game. So, yeah, he's putting in COVID protocol, but they're not saying if he has COVID or if he's just COVID contact. Cause or or he's just a smart individual and said, yeah, I'm not going can, against TJ yeah, Watt, Bud Dupree, TJ Watt, uh, Cam Hayward. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good on dealing with that guy, with that crew. I was I was so – that the whole Andy Dalton thing really, this again, going off on a tangent, but threw me for a loop. Why is HIPAA a thing when it comes to COVID-19 in football? But if you break your ankle, we get complete diagrams of exactly what happened to you and exactly what's going on in the rehab process, and you have to be labeled on the injury report. But if you get COVID, oh, man, HIPAA, you, you can't do that. Why is HIPAA a thing for COVID but not for a common ankle injury? I don't understand. Because when you break your ankle, it's not affecting other people around you. COVID is uh, a virus that I guess. No, but but they don't. That's the thing. Like COVID, so we don't know if Andy Dalton has COVID. 
or if he just had came in COVID contact. They don't have to disclose that. They have to say you have an ankle injury. They can't say just lower leg. They're not allowed to say that. They have to say ankle injury, broken ankle, whatever it may be. But when it comes to COVID, all you have to say is, oh, this guy's on a COVID list. That's it. We're not going to invade his privacy. We're not going to tell you if he has COVID or if his wife has COVID or if he met somebody on the street that had COVID. All they say is, oh, he's on the COVID list. So tomorrow Dalton could come off that list. We don't know because they don't have to they don't have to tell us what is actually going on. Let's be real. He's not coming off that list because he yeah, sees he want to play. Yeah, he sees he sees that that yeah he sees that defense. He's like, yeah, I'm he's good. not sick. His wife is wink wink. Right. He'll be back next week. Do you blame the guy? No, they're not cutting him anytime soon. His contract's fully guaranteed. He said, "T.J. Watt, the only time I want to see you is when you're hopping on the bus headed home." <laughs> period. Right. But yeah, thirteen and I a half. Digress. Yeah, thirteen and a half, man. I uh, honestly, I I, I like we want to take Pittsburgh. I mean, I I, I I am taking Pittsburgh. It's not my I, lock or anything, but I, this is damn near a lock. But geez. yeah, I side with you, man. I side with you. There's no way Dallas is going to be able to score. I mean, they put up three points on a Washington Washington defense that is honestly like the baby version of this defense, right? Let's put it this way: Hey, at least we won the first half of last week's Sunday night game. You know, nine to seven. Granted, we didn't score another point after that, but, you know, well, I'll take that. Yeah, this game, honestly, I'm calling it now. It's going to be, let's say, 38-7, to seven, and that seven's coming in some garbage time in, like, the last couple of minutes. This yeah, is gonna I'm going to call 6-28-6 is what I'm calling. You're being nice. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> so the next, next game on the docket, Miami – to a time, getting his first win against the Rams, going to Arizona, who is off a bye. Arizona is a four-and-a-half-point favor at home against the, the fishies of M- Mikey P. I'm going to take this one because this is my lock of the week. I oh, taking- no. I literally was thinking in my head, did you make your best bet yet? Because I was going to switch mine to this. I swear to you, as we're looking at this line, I love this line, dude. Holy crap. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, give give your analysis because I love this line, dude. Four and a half. Come on now. Arizona is going to mollywop this Miami team, I feel like. Yes. For 100%. one, for one, they're off a bye. For two, God bless Tua and getting his win last week, but you threw for 97 total yards. Your defense and special teams got 21 of your 20, 28 points. The one touchdown you did have to the three-yard pass to Parker was because your defense set you up on that one. I mean, bless your heart, Mikey P. I mean, Tua, Tua has potential. Don't get me wrong, but damn, dude. And he's going cross-country? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, this is going to be – I feel like easy money. Yeah, this is my best bet. I, I seen this one from a mile away i already knew going into this podcast that this was going to be my best bet hands wow, down i love that bet yeah that, that's a great bet yeah sorry mike you know i took you i took your your fishies in the 20 dollar bet last week but uh that's some fugazi stuff my friend i am definitely going arizona all day every day on this one so you know honestly i thought you were going to go baltimore to indianapolis with your best bet i'm switching my best bet up i know i said chicago and tennessee but as i look at this like there's so many games on the board I love. I'm taking that Baltimore minus two and a half. As we got through these, I liked so many games, and I realized I like Tennessee, but they aren't my best bet. No, Baltimore minus two and a half is my best bet, man. 
100%. So, yeah, so Arizona is my best bet. Um, I love that, dude. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else you can say about it, to be honest. Yeah, but I, I, mean, say, I think you broke that down perfectly. I think we can move on, man. Yeah. Uh, actually, sweet ass. Excuse my language. Sweet Sunday night game. We got the New Orleans Saints going to Tampa Bay. We got the rematch of week one's game where New Orleans actually got the best of Tampa Bay in that in that first game. I think this is a different playing field right now. Tampa is at home now, and they are a minus five, five and a half, five. It's kind of split across the board. We'll go with five and a half. It's gonna this by the time Sunday night comes, I'm guessing this line's six. Oh, easily. I would imagine six and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Tampa Bay. So we'll we'll say Tampa Bay right now, minus five and a half, hosting New Orleans. I mean, the only the only thing that gives me pause is the fact that Tampa played on Monday. But man, New Orleans, I is this the week? Is this your fourth week in a row? You're going to tell me that uh, Michael Thomas is playing for the Saints, or dude, I'm not going to lie, I've given up on that guy, and I don't call many people this, but I've given up on that loser. Here's the thing, I just don't get how five weeks ago he were ready to come back from injury, and the the same injury is still hampering you on the injury report. Sadly, I'm going to say it again: Michael Thomas is coming back this week, and I'm going to hedge the public and I'm going to go New Orleans plus whatever the number is wait as long as you can I think we're going to be able to get this at six maybe six and a half take the New Orleans plus the points it's going to be a night game so the Tampa Bay heat really isn't going to factor in no fans not a far drive Tampa coming off a short week give me yeah give me New Orleans man you know ironically the funny thing about New Orleans is last week when they played in Chicago was their first outdoor game the whole entire season. So this is two weeks in a row where they're outdoors. Man, they're I just, just showing us they could cover the spread outdoors. That's all. Give me a break. They're also playing Chicago, <laughs> which arguably Tampa and Chicago probably have similar defenses as far as like what they can do. Devin White has been just wrecking people for Tampa Bay. What a great, he's, great pickup. So, he's a blur on the field. That linebacker man, that dude is so fast. Yeah, when he yeah him coming out. Him and Levante David are fun to watch, man. They're just so good together. Levante David representing the uh, Big Ten, Nebraska. Holla! Yeah, they look they look nasty together. Um, I think this is a different team from what they played each other the last. You know, obviously. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Antonio Brown coming back. We didn't even mention that. Antonio Brown be playing this game. Bruce Arians came out today and said uh, it could be thirty snaps, could be ten snaps. Dallas said he gets to sixty. You think 60, really? Uh, I mean, he said, honestly, he, he said he doubts that he gets to 60. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, he said it could be 10 snaps. It could be 30. He doubts that he gets to 60 snaps. I mean, what does that even mean? Like even a regular. Yeah, like Exactly. Exactly. I love Bruce Arians. He's awesome. More than likely, no Chris Godwin, I'm going to guess. But I mean, we'll see. No, Chris, no Chris Godwin, but a Michael Thomas for the fourth week in a row. <laughs> yeah, don't trust me when it comes to the injuries. That's for sure. Huh? Uh, uh, I'm going. I'm going Tampa with this. To be honest, man, I think let's they make, have, let's make this our twenty. We get to watch on Sunday night. You know, I like that. So you want New Orleans plus five and a half? Yeah, for sure. I'll take New Orleans plus five and a half. All right, I'm three and two on you right now, my friend. I got I got the slight edge. Well, I'll take it. I'll definitely take it. I think that Tampa's, you know, especially after losing to them in the first week, I don't think New Orleans is that good. I mean, Drew Brees is nickel and diamond what he can and putting it, you know, band-aiding whatever he can 
you know, if Kamara gets shut down, like what else do they have? I mean, is there is there a way to shut down Kamara though? I don't know that there is. Know, He's just true. so dynamic and so versatile. I don't. He, he can be used in so many ways. I don't know that you can shut him down, man. Well, we Do just you, talked about truthfully. We just, we just talked about was, the linebacker. We just talked about the linebackers from Tampa. I feel like one of them or the both of them can easily just shadow him the whole entire time. Yeah, I mean, Kamara's a take- different cat. I was thinking about this today. Outside of quarterbacks, who is the most important player to their team? It's got to be Alvin Kamara. I mean, no as doubt. As far as I mean, line movement goes. I mean, lightweight, he might be more important than Drew Brees. You don't think Seriously. that Jameis Winston can do the same thing with uh, Kamara on the backfield? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying, man. Kamara is scary good. Doug Fitch could do the same thing in the back, you know, with Kamara on the backfield. Hey, I'll bust out some pictures and show you a real quarterback, all right? Yeah. You're so uh, we're done, right? No Monday Night Football game this week? No, there's definitely Monday Night Football, buddy. Oh, I must have just forgot about it because it was terrible. Oh, my bad. I mean, nobody's tuning <laughs> No one's tuned into it, but, you know, it's there. The Patriots are going to the Meadowlands to play the Jets. Patriots are minus seven favor going to New York. Well, New Jersey, but, you know, I mean, I I don't even know that I care to watch this game, to be honest. Yeah, I don't either, but I'm going to hammer New England minus seven. Cam Newton knows that his future's on the line. I think New England's kind of packing it in and they know that they're they're done for. But there's no way Cam Newton doesn't come out here and ball. I mean ball hard against this terrible New York Jets defense. I heard a crazy theory about this though. So like uh maybe New England kind of lays an egg on this one let's just get the win and kind of make themselves a little bit closer to that Trevor Lawrence sweepstake. As, I mean, a, Giants, right now, as a Giants fan, Bill, please, if you listen I know you do. First of all, follow us on Twitter at FanPOVPod. Then do me a favor. Please throw this. Every Giants fan around America is begging you to throw this, Bill. Very possible. I mean, they, they dude, they are 2-5 and five right now. Like, to the conversation about, like, you, you talked about Carolina, like, looking towards the playoffs and all this other stuff and some of the teams we talked about. Like, is New England really going to make the playoffs right now? No, like but like I said, I mean, they can try to tank this as, as much as they want. Cam Newton knows his future depends on this. Yeah, but... He's going to try everything he can, and honestly, I mean, he's going to be able to do whatever he wants against this, this Jets defense. You think by seven points, though? I do. Yeah, I do, too, actually. On Monday night, he's going to show out, dude. Cam's built for this Monday night spot against this terrible New York Jets team. That's another thing, too, as far as New England... Stefan Gilmore put his house up, up for sale in the Boston area and said it needs to be sold by Tuesday at 4 p.m. He didn't get moved at all. Like, wh- what's the the mindset in that locker room, though? You know what I mean? Somebody doing know, something like we're talking about the Jets, dude. This team has shown up for one game. They've covered in one game against the Bills. This is a team that's gotten 20 and a half given to them. Didn't cover. Didn't cover when they got 11 and a half given to them against Indianapolis. This is a bad football team, dude. They didn't cover when they got nine given to them against Miami. Fun fun little trivia effect. I'm going to give you two of them, all right? There's one team that has covered the spread every single week. What is that team? The Who team has that covered team? the spread in every single week. Can I just let me, let me look at the list of teams real quick? They've covered every single week. We're going to go with the Dolphins, maybe? Nope. Strike one. Okay, we're going to go with, let's see, hold on. They've covered every single week. Wow. Uh, 
I didn't say they had a winning record. No, for cover. sure, for sure, for sure. They just covered every week. We're gonna go with I don't know, dude. We're gonna go with maybe I don't know. I really have no idea. Washington, maybe? Cincinnati Bengals. Oh man, really? You know what team has not covered one game all all year long? The Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I didn't bless, know that. Bless their hearts. I mean, can we talk about the fact that they have the biggest points differential besides the Jets in the NFL at minus 81? Yeah, can we talk about the Jets are minus 144 right now in point differential through eight weeks? That's terrible. Like, Holy. How does this get- Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes all day long, every day. I mean, honestly, if I'm Trevor Lawrence, I'm passing up on this. Uh, it sounds to me like you're uh, about ready yep. to take on dad duty, man. I think we were uh, at I the end just, of the episode a perfect timing, my friend. I was just going to say, sorry, folks. Uh, my twin Raptors are up right now, so uh, that's my cue to get off the uh, airwaves. Uh, real quick, my lock of the week is Arizona minus four and a half versus Miami. Doug, you are taking Baltimore minus two and a half. Got that right. All right. Do we want to – we'll put up our, uh, our teasers for the week. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll put them up on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at FamPOVPod. We'll put the tweet. We'll put the teasers out this week. Make sure we get them to you before Sunday. Uh, me and Jake will figure a couple out and see what we can do here. Yep, and I'll uh, we'll have Doug post a picture of those Raptors so you you, you know I'm not <laughs> I'm not full of it. But have a blues. All right, buddy. All, all right, right, my man. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate you guys all the time. Seriously can't thank you guys enough for uh making this possible and listening to us and keeping us going uh doug on that note man i mean you got anything else we're out peace